Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark, and joining me on today's episode is the actor Daniel Webber. I was first introduced to this guy's acting when I watched the TV series 112263. Being a huge fan of Stephen King, I'm always a bit dubious about some of the adaptations that go to TV or go to film, but this was one of the best ones out there. And to see his performance as Lee Harvey Oswald so well done, I was very impressed and I thought this is a guy I'd love to get on the Mark and Me podcast. Since I've enjoyed his work in The Punisher, one of the best Netflix series out there as the part as Lewis Walcott, and most recently playing Vince Neil, man, the film and the book of The Dirt based on the life of Motley Crue is outstanding. It's a huge role for him and a really, really tough role to tackle, but I think he did it justice and absolutely nailed it. He was over in the UK recently and he's doing a lot of promotion for Escape from Pretoria alongside Daniel Radcliffe and that gave me the opportunity to sit down and do this interview. So as always, I think it's really good to get to it. Here's me and Daniel Webber. Thanks for joining me today on the Mark and Me podcast. I want to start by taking it back right to the start of your early career and uh, when you were growing up, was it you wanted to be an actor straight away or was it later on in life that you became an actor? Uh, it was definitely later in life. Uh awareness that the people moving about talking and dancing on the screens uh, had a profession I just enjoyed it as entertainment you know um, and then I mean I came across acting in high school and I fell in love with it and I did quite a few stage plays growing up about year 11 year 12 I decided that I sort of wanted to do that for a career and was there some sort of early films that you were watching that you were obsessed with, that you kept watching and falling in love with? I mean, if we're going to go all the way back, I'd have to say something like Star Wars. Nice. I'd have to be a big one, maybe The Goonies. Oh, great films. Probably like every other, every other boy. And was there certain actors that were sticking out that made you then think, that's what I want to do? No, because like I said, I genuinely did think about it as a career at that stage. But, um, you know, I, I've got a very adventurous family, and so we go hiking a lot in New Zealand and throughout Australia and sort of around this time things like Lord of the Rings came out and so you know it's, it's not a, a very long leap for a young young kid who's, who's got a good imagination to sort of put themselves in those shoes and start to you know wish they were they were telling those sort of stories uh, so yeah so that's, that's sort of how it came about was, you know I, I fell in love with that type you know that fantasy world you were involved in, obviously, eleven twenty two sixty three, which is one of my favourite Stephen King novels. Um, how was it when you were reading that and obviously preparing for such a big part? Well, that was my first role in America, so the whole process was absolutely thrilling, really. Um, I, I got the role and I had about two months of prep time before I went across to Toronto to film. So, yes, I definitely read the book uh, but for me, and, and, and it, you know, it's, it was extraordinary to be a part of a Stephen King show with J.J. Abrams attached and James Franco and all these people. It was it was a really uh, special project. Uh, but I, I I really thoroughly enjoyed doing the research on uh, the character I was playing. So I was playing Lee Harvey Oswald, and uh, there's just so much to learn about him and so many you know different opinions and ideas and uh yeah it was really i just love the process of being able to really throw myself into that yeah it was, it was a very you know it was definitely a a, a high point in, in career and 
a high point in life. It was, it was pretty amazing. Was it a book that you had read before? Obviously, it got commissioned to a TV series. Are you a fan of Stephen King, or was it that that then got you into his work? Yeah, no, I hadn't read it. Um, I, I, I read it when I got the job. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever read a Stephen King, actually. I mean, I'd seen seen some films. Yeah. Um, and I that's the thing that I really loved. I, I, I loved um, you know, The Green Mile, films like that, Short, you know, Shawshank. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, that, those are the things that made me very excited because I knew if, if you can capture that sort of magical real, realism well, those films are quite extraordinary and they can they can be timeless film pieces so then obviously you said that was your first sort of taste of working in america on such a tv show it wasn't that long after that you were then involved in the punisher now this is a huge show by netflix that must have been something you were really proud of definitely i'm definitely proud of it um I, it, it, it was, it's a funny one because i i didn't think i would ever work for marvel i didn't it wasn't really a goal of mine to work for marvel no. um I was so fortunate to be able to work with them, but um, what was what was amazing was how how readily they went into telling a story about mental illness uh, and, be, and being very honest and put in their portrayal of it and and not you know glam you know not glamorizing it or whitewashing it. Like I got to tell pretty you know powerful story, which you normally only see in independent cinema. Um, in, in, in the Marvel world, you know, within, within the world of the Punisher and sort of have a commentary on this sort of vigilanteism and soldiers coming back from war. Uh, so it's, it's you know, funnily enough, it's actually become a very, very, um, you know, pr- prideful, something that I'm very proud of um, to have been a part of and to have got to tell that story. Uh, and, pe- you know, people, I still get, I still get in very interesting conversations with soldiers that have come back um and people on the street and just talking about this issue it's been it's quite a special it's definitely a special project and what's it like working on such a big scale project obviously with netflix and the funding and the budget behind that it was on such a big scale and such a a huge production it must have been pretty mind-blowing to be on set it, it was it was i mean i think you know 1122 is pretty huge in itself so i i was already ready for that um and then the the other thing is, you know, as an actor, you, you they're all each role in some ways are the same. So you approach them the same way, and you know the the, the larger the budget, I mean, you, yes, you're probably in a nicer trailer or you have better catering. Um, but outside of that, it's fairly similar the process, and so it, it just felt like another job. The only difference was, I guess, I, I got to work with some really great people. You know, John John Bernthal, Ben Barnes, and then. The Marvel family, you know, they, the, when you when you get a job with them, you get a phone call and they say, "Welcome to the Marvel family," and it's uh, you know, it, they're they're a very welcoming, talented bunch of people. So it, it makes it a pretty, a pretty good work environment. Then, obviously, last year you were involved as Vince Neil in the Motley Crue film. Uh, the Dirt is one of my favourite books. I thought it was, you know, absolutely mind blowing. Oh. What was it like being involved in the actual film? Obviously, I didn't think it was as bad as the book and obviously it had to be good viewing obviously not all that stuff's going to go on to the actual movie it seemed quite tame for me but it's such still a great story and something great to be shown about such a great band but how did this come about for you yeah wow well, um that's incredible it was one of your favorite books it's um it is a absolutely wild hedonistic world that we were trying to capture and uh yeah they, they definitely wanted to, to make it a bit more accessible than the book that was a, 
I have to say that that along with Lee Harvey Oswald, that like those those are two roles that I I when 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 the call came through that I'd gotten the role and that I was going to be doing it. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe just how exhilarating those you know those phone calls and those experiences. I I was over the moon to be able to to play to play that role and sort of explore that part of myself as far as performance goes and singing and, and you know dancing and, and, and just the outlandishness of, of the whole project itself um, what, what these guys did they had to go so far out of the limb um, to to kind of crack through and break into a, a very tough industry in Hollywood and so I was very excited to see if I could find that within myself and within a, you know a group of ensemble actors did you get to meet the band and actually have discussions with them or was that a case of something that you never got the opportunity to do yeah we, we met I met we, I didn't meet him uh, in person until after the project. Right. Um, but we jumped on the phone and chatted a bit. Um, Nick, Nicky Six and Tommy Lee came down and they watched. We, we played three songs for them. We did Take Me to the Top, Shout Out the Devil, and um, uh, well, we wanted to send them too. Uh, so they came They came down to New Orleans where we were shooting and sort of went through the holes um, and just sort of got to have a look at what was going on down there. And what was it like? Was their feedback really strong for you guys? Oh yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, it was actually really incredible. Um, it was. A, it was a good boost. Um, uh, Nick, Nicky kept saying, like he kept, uh, you know, just saying, "Mate, you moved exactly like him." And uh, like he, he was. They, they were both. Both of them were quite um, shocked by everything that we were doing, um, and very, very impressed. So it was. I don't know. You can't really get a better get a, a better opinion than those guys and um yeah so it was it was very good and it's just great for us too like the you get a bit of wind in your sails um even just talking to those guys and talking to people that you're sort of you know telling the story of and at the moment you're over here in london promoting escape from Pretoria with daniel radcliffe the reviews i've seen already have been really really strong are you excited about this release coming out yeah mate i'm very excited it's, it's, it's actually it's very nice to be over here talking about this film because uh, it, it, it's very close to my heart. Um, I think it's a very important story. You know, it's a story about two political activists in 1978 in apartheid Africa, uh, South Africa, and uh, they got picked up for you know, their activism and put in jail for 12 years. And then, you know, they make a vow to, that they're going to escape their prison. So the film is about, you know, essentially that, their, their escape attempt. And um, you know, I just, I, I think what they were standing up for and, uh, the humanity of it, the you know, struggling for equality, um, that journey, their journey from their own sort of white white privilege and, and their uh, privileged background to to really seeing what what the government was doing to to a huge percentage of this population. I mean, I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I believe it was that you know, fifteen percent of of the vote was was white people at the time, and it's a huge percentage. Of, percentage of people who, who weren't really included uh, in, in the discussion, and, you know, um, and it was, it was just a very unequal and cruel regime. So I, I just think it's a very powerful, important story to be telling. Um, so I'm very, very happy and very proud to be, be over here to, talking about it. And what was it like working so close with Daniel Radcliffe? Because you two are obviously the main part of this film. I'm sure you spent a lot of time together. Did you got, uh, kind of hit it off straight away? Yeah, man, it's, it was really easy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Everything's asking me that question. It was not, a, there was no process to it really. As soon as we, we jumped in, 
uh, and met each other. It was we were very friendly, and um, we instantly went into rehearsals with Francis Anand, our director. Um, and we had a week together, just Dan and I, and then a third person who was involved in the escape group, um, played by Mark Ledham Winter, came and joined us in the second week, and we just formed this bond quite naturally. Uh, through this process of, of just talking about the film, talking about our characters, um, and then spending time with each other, going out for dinners and drinks. It was just a very, I don't know, it seemed very organic, and we really didn't have to think too much about it. That sounds really promising and really good, and obviously um, we're only a couple of weeks away from this film coming out now, and I'm sure it's going to do really, really well, because the early reviews are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean... I signed on to this, this project because of the story, but also because Francis, our director, had such clarity to his vision and the storytelling and how he wanted to present this. Um, I mean, he, he was on, on board of this for eight years, writing, getting it, getting, helping getting it funded, finding, obviously, the actors. Um, he, he just has the most thorough knowledge. And that's, you know, when I met him, I had, a, a page, had pages of questions uh, um, and and I was unsure about him as a director because he's a first time director, and uh, so I, I had a whole host of things that I wanted to talk talk to him about. And he, he had such a thorough knowledge of what he was saying. Every answer was like an essay. That by the end of it, I I just knew that this was the only person who could have told the story. Well, that's really promising, isn't it? Especially if you were kind of a bit dubious at first and thinking, "Oh, how's this going to turn out?" And then you you're so proud of how it actually did come out. Then at least it's a it's a good positive end for it all. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, it, it, he was just, yeah, he, he's just a very, very articulate, intelligent, you know, when it comes to this sort of subject matter. And what's the rest of the year looking like for you? Have you got anything projects that you're working on at the moment or anything you're about to sign on to? Uh, yeah, nothing that I can talk about right now, but yeah, there's, there's a couple of things in the pipeline. Um, I should, should be kicking off, you know, in April on, on some things, but they haven't been fully announced yet, so... I, I, I probably shouldn't talk about them. No problem. We'll get you back on when you can. Yeah, oh yeah. Sounds, sounds good. And my final question is, this is what I ask all people that have been on the podcast. If you're a film star, you're an actor, you're a director, but what advice do you give to yeah. people that listen to the podcast that are trying to make a name for themselves in the industry when it's so hard to be an actor nowadays and get noticed? It's uh, a good question. Um, what advice? I'm always very hesitant about giving advice, but... Um, I would say that it's not easy and that you have to work extremely hard and that it is possible. Um, but I, I, I think based, uh, I, I think you just need to get good at what you do. So for a start, you need to just study and work with as many talented people as you can um, and, you know, find that any projects around you, whether they're, they're plays or short films or, or commercials um, or films, uh, and then you should just do them when you're starting out. It is really hard to get any any work, and you're just trying to get anything around you. So um, basically, got to build up build up uh, what you you are about and who you are as a performer, as an actor. So you know, working and figuring that out for yourself will give you confidence. Will uh, give you credentials essentially into the business um, and help you sort of craft a, a career for yourself so I would say chase that as much as possible and then then once you do pick up you, you can be a little bit more selective and you know try and, and, and find find that you know chase the projects that you know you've got something personal that you can really 
add to that you you know that are important stories for for you personally because I think that's what we we all respond to we respond to to films and stories that people um, have written from the heart and who who you know yeah basically that 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 come from them in some way. So there it is. There's my interview with me and Daniel Weber. What a great guy, and I think he has a huge career ahead of him. For his age, to have some of those roles already secured, I honestly think he's going to have so, so many opportunities come up, and I can't wait to see the sort of roles that he gets into. The Dirt was the one that I think really got everyone noticing, but then since going back and watching The Punisher and stuff like that, you really see this guy's got so, so much to offer. The range in his acting is brilliant, and again, as I mentioned at today's episode, 112263 is an amazing series. Go and check it out and check out Daniel's work. And obviously the most recent release, which you can go and see now, Escape from Tutoria, is out there. So go and check it out, see what you think. As always, I want to take the time to thank you all for listening to this episode. I hope you're all okay and safe during lockdown. I hope everyone's being good. Um, I will keep the episodes coming and at the moment with everyone being locked down it's a good opportunity to get as many interviews as I can secured in there ready to edit and give you so what I'm asking is people to keep supporting me on Patreon at the moment I've lost a few people which I completely understand because people have obviously been furloughed in work or maybe been made redundant but those that have stuck by me I really appreciate it and if you're new to Mark and Me and want to get involved and support this project the best thing to do is go on markandme.com on there there's my links to my Twitter my Facebook my Instagram you can personally email me as well but the patreon page is really needing some support at the moment because it gives me the opportunity to get more and more episodes done more interviews recorded and then more episodes for you guys to listen to so i really do appreciate the support more than ever right now and there's also opportunities that i give back so i don't just make sure i take the money and that's it i give opportunities to win amazing prizes most recently we had some nico maseratis signed blu-rays we've had some funkos we've had t-shirts the guys at last exit to nowhere are getting involved and giving the episodes loads and loads of cool t-shirts so it really is a good time so like i said go on markandme.com all the links are on there and what i'll do i'll be back in a week's time with a brand new episode so stay safe and i'll speak to you all then
Take in my mouth, girl. You're the only one that I want. 